Okay, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Complainers Compound. I am your getting better at complaining host, Roberto Montez. Uh, today's episode is going to be on predicting and how it can benefit your life, but the majority of the time it really fucks it up. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, get right into it. Um, this is what I love about you, the listener. I love how uh, you find creative ways to make your partner seem great or horrible when you get in that special negative mindset that only you can get into. You start to fabricate an almost new version of who they are. Your perception on your partner starts to fit into the ongoing story you've created for them. Since day one, I would argue much earlier, but let's stick to this narrative first. How does one create a story for a partner? Well, it takes a multitude of experiences tagged with emotions to each experience. Our brains will siphon through the bad experience to never have them again or become skeptical when encountered. Pro tip. Have less fights. <laughs> Just kidding. That's pretty, pretty hard. Um, okay, so your partner's identity is slowly morphing into what you believe they are. That's really important when it comes to predicting. You're, you're in the beginning stages of, of predicting who they're going to be, how they're going to act, and um, ultimately w- w- what's the end game. That's what predicting is really good at. Not just what's in front of you, but ultimately, what's the end game? I want to know. We just, we're dying to know, aren't we? Here's where predicting starts to hurt your relationship. Your brain finds patterns to stay alive. It finds patterns in everything almost as a checkpoint. It creates a story for every pattern found. They help paint a picture of the future. This is where our brains screw us over. Ready? Our minds are creating patterns that work for us, not for other people. See? We have to try and align both of our predictions, yours and your partner's, to see the same future based on different pasts. This is tricky. Very hard. It takes lots of conversing and arguing. What's best for each person? What it really is, just two people not wanting to compromise. It's hard to compromise because of our incentives and because of our motives. Compromise is harder than it looks because predicting paints a future of us not getting what we really want. Remember that the past and our potential future make up our present. That's really important. Let me say that again. Remember that our past and our potential future Make up our present. Stephen West said that in his podcast, Philosophize This. Great podcast, by the way. Um, Not only do we paint a future for ourselves, we do it for others and start to envision ourselves with a partner sharing the same future. We get in this mode of, they see exactly what I see. Not true. Never true. 100% of the time, that's not true. And I hate 
absolutes. And that's an absolute right there. Look, hear me out. Your predictions can cause anxiety, which causes irrational decision-making. I predict negative emotions. Will my partner blank? If I make this decision, will they make a decision I'm not comfortable with? Let me hinder their opportunity to potentially hurt me by doing this instead. So what I'm saying is that whoever your partner is or in any relationship and even one at work, you're you're trying to figure out the patterns. And from those patterns, you're going to predict an outcome that benefits you. I always talk about zero-sum games. No one ever talks about positive-sum games, which we should really look for in any relationship when it comes to building, especially repairing. Okay. Uh, You think too much on your own incentive versus a shared one. Predicting an outcome in any argument, work, sex, dinner, is a major cause in an increase of unhappiness. If you are predicting an outcome before it even happens, which I do way too much in my relationship, gotta gotta stop. It's a double-edged sword. In a sense that you're hindering not just their argument or decision, but yours as well. You say, oh, my partner is just thinking this, therefore I must say this, versus hearing them out completely. Both parties will have irrational points, but at least you can spot them out now. What's predicting really? What's predicting really hindering here? What's predicting? Okay, I get it, yeah. Sorry, I have a bunch of cats around me. (laughs) What's predicting really hindering here? Connection. Each of us has a different way of connecting. And because being human means being somewhat self-centered and always asking, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? We are all, we are constantly trying to showcase why our version of connection style reigns supreme. Sadly for us, it takes learning your partner style and applying to your own, to bond. Each of us has, and I'll get into this in a different podcast, but like defense mechanisms that kind of hinder our like bids for connection. But each of us have, we each have our own um, style of connecting as well. So we each have our own style of connecting and disconnecting. And a lot of us don't ever talk about that. A lot of relationships end because of miscommunication, misconnecting, lack of connecting, and then never learning each other's defense mechanisms. Why am I defensive? What's hindering this next step for connection, which is natural in humans? But it's funny how we each make it a point to not connect, whether in sulking or not, you know, not speaking to each other or hurting each other we all just want to connect it's just we're not too sure how that's being played because each of us individually it's different i think that a lot i think obviously you can learn all this 
even two people with different connecting styles or defense defense uh, or defensive styles you can learn how to how to align each you know each style and it i think it makes it seem like when you find someone special i think we're all special and when it really works you say wow that's just us working really hard but perhaps maybe you just found someone who has a very similar defensive style or connecting style and the ones that don't work well perhaps you have different styles that you never wanted to learn how could you you never gave each other the opportunity okay that was a tangent shit um sorry <laughs> uh let me let me go sadly for us it takes learning your partner's style to apply your own to bond when my partner is sad my connection style will not work it's when i morph into her and mimic the way she deals with pain that works anytime Ellie is sad or mad at me I get into my connection style which is oh lots of touching lots of this lots of just in your face let's, let's answer questions what questions do you have it's it's like a big party in my head not for this person they want to evaluate it alone I can't do that well at least I thought I couldn't those are different styles. I want to be useful, obviously. We all, will, you know, what's in it for me? Well, of course. Me, 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 me. How can I help? This, you hurt? You're hurting? Well, I'm hurting too. Me, me, me. It's very hard to allow someone space. Give them peace in their own mind because some people deal with that type of hurt better than asking for a lots of help or having a lot of people around me. Talk about your style. That's Ask the questions, what kind of style you are. That's really important. Okay. We haven't hurt each other as much as we give credit to. Time heals all wounds for people who live in the present, not the past or future. This is true for them. Time will heal everything. And I spoke about memories in a different podcast. Even memories fade. We like to hold on to them and believe that we still remember them. But those that those feelings of oh, I it's like this you're vehemently feeling the feelings. You're like, "Oh, I know exactly. I, I could feel it right now. I remember it like it was yesterday." But the truth is you don't remember it like it was yesterday because it was 10 years ago. <laughs> um what really happens is the lack of opportunity to mend broken bonds or to even create them in the first place. Blame many things, ignorance, busy life, but ego is the enemy. That's a, that's a nod to Ryan Holiday. My biggest fear isn't the now. It's my partner in the future. Did she push herself harder with me? Will she find me interesting in the future? Love at its core is just being curious about another, and by all hopes and prayers, they will be curious of you as well. That's the end game. That's the end game. What 
what now laugh will you get? <laughs> oh, I see. The present laugh will you get from this person? What new tear? What new laugh would you get from this person? What new tear? That's the end game. I see. It's it's the it's the present feeling of getting the getting that laughter out of them in the present, and getting that tear out of them in the present. Not so much predicting how you're going to do that in the future. That's what's important, because your partner's last breath is the end of a long movie that you never starred in, just produced it. When the final curtain falls, you yearn for the cliffhanger once more. On my next podcast, you'll see what the consequence what's, what the consequences are of predicting. You predict too, too much like I did. Well, the future is not written. And you feel like you've written it to protect yourself. Not true. So I like that ending because that is how I feel. It's You're watching a movie of someone else. And sometimes when you're watching a movie, you say so badly, oh, I want to star in it, I want to star in it, I want to star in it. And then you think you are because, you know, you're manipulating decisions that that person is making. But each of us has a different movie going on in our heads. What your partner sees is not what you see. It may feel or seem close. But they're internalizing everything you do, everything around them, much differently. It takes a lot of gratitude and letting go to allow someone to just be in their movie. Everything is different. Nothing's the same. You, you can't predict as well as you think you are. Let that person be. Okay, that's, this was a, a short podcast. I just wanted to get predicting out of the way and how it could really affect your relationship. So if you feel as though you're doing that, take a step back and, and give it some space. Calculated predicting, sure, that makes some sense. But the kind that you're doing where it's really hurting you, it's taken away from loving yourself, having self-worth, finding, self, finding worth in others, those are the type of predictions that you want to kind of steer clear of. Let that person be. If anything, work on your connecting style or your defensive style. If there's anything I could get out of this podcast is that. You'll start to see better results versus the ones where you're going to predict an outcome in the future. And careful with the future. The future is bright regardless of 
what you think. It's life is hard, no matter with or without you. It continues with or without you. It's going to be hard with or without you. It does take that level of grit that I've spoken about in the past. It does take lowering that ego a bit. But all of us, in the end, we just want to connect. We just want to be held. We just want to be heard. You name it. But uh, moving forward, give those predictions a break. They're going to help you in other aspects of life. But when it comes to other people, it's not going to help them. It never will. Because like I said, there's just two different movies going on. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to hopefully post another podcast uh, within the next month. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.